0: Why he fighting fighting this? Why what 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 is his goal? Welcome back to the immigrant section. I'm your host Abbas Wahab, and in the studio today we have Jahan Salim. How are you?
1: Hey Abbas, how are you doing?
0: Not too bad. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you. I appreciate this. This sounds very cool. It's pretty
0: <laughs> nice studio, right?
1: Yeah, I didn't expect you to be here. Yeah. <laughs> <Such> oh <thing. laughs>
0: wow! Right off the top, just like the hey, come just a little bit closer to the mic so we pick
1: closer. it
0: up. Uh I know. I wanted to catch you in uh, Toronto. You know, when I got a chance, as soon as I found out that you're coming back, Jahan is uh, a member of. The renowned UN, all right? So it's very difficult to get a hold of uh, members of the the UN. Yeah, with you and your UN passport, you think you're better than us, huh? (laughs) You think you're better than the rest of us? No, I
1: came here twice in the past three years. I came twice to Canada.
0: Yeah, but you just got your UN passport, though.
1: Yes, for the new position, so I got the blue passport.
0: Uh, Just a little bit of background for... um, the listeners, uh, Jen's a friend of mine. Uh, uh, she, you left Toronto like three years ago to go on this UN expedition, huh?
1: <laughs> yes, yes, it was. I remember at the time, I, w- I, had a, um, I was deciding between two. I had a job offer in London, England. I have to say it, England, because we have London, that.
0: Ontario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, I have worldwide listeners. And
1: so you're from there. They so.
0: assumed London, England,
1: all right? But for Canadians, you have to say London, England.
0: Absolutely. Because you're
1: from London, so if I say London, you would think I'm going to your hometown. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: You just want to yeah. flex with that England. But anyway, no, so you had a an offer between London, England, and... Iraq and Iraq, and that's pretty much where you chose to be uh, stationed for the UN, right?
1: Yes, I chose Iraq. I don't know. England seemed like I can go back anytime there.
0: Was England UN as well?
1: No, no, it wasn't. Private sector, working as a designer for some company, managing their office changes and things like that.
0: So what did you do before that? Like, What did you study? Uh, interior design or architecture? I forget. It was...
1: Architecture project and facility management. It was like a program mixed with everything and not focused on architecture. I didn't graduate to be an architect. I hate when people call me an architect. I mean, in Iraq, I would call, oh, here's the architect. I'm like, no, I don't design anything. Yeah, yeah. I manage. It's embarrassing, it,
0: right? <laughs> I don't know
1: if it's embarrassing. People like to be an architect, but I feel like nowadays you don't need architects around this different ways to design, and you can get anyone to design anything, basically, and build it.
0: One time I had an R&D at a research facility, and for eight months my position was scientist. So <laughs> scientist
1: sounds cool, actually. Yeah. Uh, one time
0: TD Bank, they called and, they, you know, sometimes every now and then they're like, before, sir, before we continue, I would like to confirm with a, a series of security questions. Is that OK <laughs> with you, sir? And you're like, yeah, that's cool. And they updated my account. Do you still live at blah, 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 blah? I'm like, yes. Are, Are you still st- a student? I'm like, no, I'm a scientist <laughs> now. So they updated in my account that I'm a scientist, and I had a buddy working at that bank for years. After he would just be like, "Oh, hi there, Mr. Scientist." I'm like, That's "Fuck pretty you, bro!" Cool.
1: I li- I just give, like me my dir-
0: give me my direct deposit form and fuck off.
1: Okay? <laughs> so Mr. S- scientist, I, I don't like to be called an architect. I don't, I don't know for something against that. For
0: There's me. a lot of weight in that name. You know what I mean? I, I, do you think there's ever scenarios, you know, like when someone is having trouble breathing on a plane or something? The go is it? <laughs> is there a doctor here? You know, is there any scenario where someone is like, is, is there an architect here? You know? Do you think? Have you ever?
1: I mean, in Iraq, when I'm working, I'm going on these projects, and like, do we have an architect here? And they all they always point at me, and I'm like, yeah,
0: uh, <laughs> like, I think I, I think there's one sure, in the bathroom. Sure, I think I. Think I one, I think I just saw one go to the bathroom. And
1: they like my opinion on design stuff. It's like, is this modern? Is this... Like, are these colors in now? I'm like...
0: So they like your feedback. They I like your input. They
1: think I'm an architect. I can give them the feedback. But I never worked as an architect. I worked as a project manager. I worked as... I think all project coordinator or something like like managing projects. It's just like I, I can be on top of things. I can make sure things are running smoothly, but not design.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Do you ever tell them that? Just like directly, be like, I, "Hey, look, I'm not an architect. The architect was in the the title of the degree that I took. I yes. get that you think I'm an architect, but I'm not. People are gonna I, die I, I if you keep once. calling." I did that once. I got pissed, architect.
1: and then people were like. What's wrong with her? It got annoying after. Actually, at UN in Iraq, my title was architect officer. That title had nothing to do with architect.
0: That sounds legit. Did you have a stamp that you got to stamp shit in red? Like...
1: No, sound. I don't even have structurally
0: sound. Gadoosh. I think
1: to be an architect, Gadoosh. you have to be. Uh, you get a certificate. Like you have to. Yeah, you get one of those stamps. Like the you. You probably have it as an engineer, don't you? The PnG or something.
0: No, PnG is like once you graduate as an engineer and you want to be a PnG, which um, uh, for the listeners it means professional engineer. It's an accreditation. I think it might be only. Is it North American or worldwide recognized? I'm not sure, but you pretty much. Get your engineering degree, work three or four years in in in, industry. (laughs) No, and then you do this whole ethics exam. It's all about ethics. Ethics. And then if you pass, then they give you your PnG exam. You've accumulated all the hours, and you fucking you know your ethics. You know that good is good and bad is bad. And then you get a get a little stamp.
1: I think for the architects they have something like this, but I wouldn't know. I'm not an architect.
0: Yeah. Right. (laughs) That's what you need to... Yeah. You, yeah, you need to lead. Hi, my name is Jehan. I'm not an architect.
1: Exa- I would. I love saying that all the time. My The title they gave me when I was hired there was an architect officer. But I had nothing to do with an architect. I was doing procurement, and then I...
0: What kind of procurement do you do? Okay, so let's just start at the beginning. This, you know, I had yeah, a question. Yeah, yeah. I had, um, yeah,
1: yeah, start joking. What
0: is the training process for the UN? Like, if someone like if someone student right now whatever they graduated they're not finding a job they didn't really like what they studied and you know they've always liked international policy politics blah 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 they care they're empathetic blah 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 and they want to get into the UN what's that process like is there do you guys have like a boot camp do you, is it just exams
1: no so I didn't know that before I got into it. Like, I didn't know I was going to get into it. I had no idea about I it. I
0: remember. I remember. Yeah, yeah, the UN mean, just popped up. It just
1: popped out of nowhere. And it happened to be in Iraq, which I loved. But I still don't know the process. I mean, some people actually, since they're like kids, they want to work for the UN. It's like their goal. They study in political science or international relation. And their dream is to get into the UN. How mild-mannered are, and well-rounded.
0: Like, I feel like if your
1: dream is to get
0: into the UN, your parents did a fucking great job. You know what I mean? Think, like, but like,
1: I never heard about it in, in Canada. In. Did you hear like, any of your friends never. talk? Never, never. This is what I the thought U- about, UN?
0: What? The, the, all I know is the Simpsons episode. That's it. <laughs> That's it. I've never heard of anyone. And you just kind of popped into it.
1: I popped into it. This is how, this is how it happened. Okay, this is the story. Oh, do tell. <laughs> my parents... Probably regret it by now. Because yeah. they're always worried about me. I just wanted a break from whatever I was doing here in Canada.
0: What was that, just for reference?
1: I was working basically, kind of. And come a little. Close. Oh, close again. Even... There, there you go. I was. Uh, w- my th- my title was an occupancy planner. Basically, you uh, there is these big companies with big offices, and they need someone to maintain their office uh, space. Space. Gotcha. You project how many people they're going to have, and then you design an office based on that, and you help them with the real estate, things around this. I think it's a trend now where they get someone, they hire someone to even get the office trends where it's like, collaborative, interactive, we get all exactly. these fancy stuff, the bean bags, you know. Yeah, <laughs>
0: and the balls.
1: You've seen it. The you were in San Medicine Francisco. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they San Francisco, to, they have it best.
0: They love to brag about the open concept office. Open concept, and this is it. We have couches. Look at, look at our employees. Look mark is over here he's tired of sending emails so he's sitting back on the couch checking facebook and that's cool here that's the kind of vibe we have here at fucking TimCon or whatever the fuck making it's called.
1: eye contact this is open office this is what you want because everyone's on their computer on their phone so they want this open interaction and it, in toronto became a trend too but more in san francisco where they have the free be- startup
0: culture it follows big time. Startup, startup yes culture. this is how yeah. and
1: in toronto is recent more recent than
0: definitely Yes,
1: L.A. and Cali or whatever, but this is what I was doing, and it was very cool. Actually, it was very interesting. I got to see most of North America. I mean, America, the states. I got to travel to cities I haven't been to, like I was San Francisco. So, what would you do
0: when you did travel? Would they be like, um, so you went with a team?
1: I think you know they were nice to me. They they wanted to show me.
0: No, I want to know other. The, um, no, oh. I was actually
1: I was the only planner for the Toronto office. So in order to gain more experience, they would send me to different offices in the States. And it's like, look what they're doing there. Try to bring you to Toronto.
0: Gotcha. But gotcha. the
1: culture is a bit different. you know, How San so? Francisco versus Toronto. Come on, people are more laid back. They have nice weather. Toronto, you get winter. People get depressed. <laughs> you know, you can't make them happy no matter what you do. No matter what you give them, I feel like. They're not happy. It's
0: inevitable. That weather, that horrific change in weather is inevitable, you know? I think That so. four months of guaranteed just shit.
1: I think so. You It's, know? Just...
0: it's always in the back of people's minds. <laughs> they can't really let go.
1: Maybe no. that's a problem.
0: So that took a, a toll on you. You did that for like a couple of years?
1: I did that two years. I mean, for the last company I worked in, Toronto, yes, two years. Before, I was doing something similar for another company, similar thing, but it was more of an entry level, but that, with the, my last job in Canada, honestly, they were so amazing to me. Like, they spoiled me. They let me do whatever I want. Like, if I picked a city I wanted to go to, they're like, yeah, go check it out, try to bring ideas back to Toronto. Do You know, they were so nice to me. But I love
0: that, yeah. I feel like I, I did
1: appreciate it.
0: <laughs> definitely. When I used to work in uh, Detroit, also as a program manager.
1: Ah, I yeah, used you had to... a big title.
0: Yeah, that's a, a loaded title, right? It's nice. It's got that word manager in there. But really, you're just an email, phone dude. You know,
1: I had a lot of things. Following up on emails. That's
0: all. That's mostly what it is. But what I used, I used to be able to. control my own travel. So I'd be like, hey, there's a problem with the plant. So I'm going to go and work on site for about one or two weeks. So I'd go down to Nashville for like a while, right?
1: Yeah, I remember you went to Nashville a lot. <laughs> I, was,
0: in- I was exploiting it. Hey, if anybody's listening, I think even at the time, uh, pretty much everybody knew that <laughs> there was <laughs> some exploitation <laughs> happening. Yeah, nobody is surprised. <laughs> I had the whole game. Down. No,
1: I didn't take advantage of that. I was You're just a good like person, shy. Absolutely. No, not I've that. T- I was shy. I was like, you know, I want to make it with this company. I want to stay. I wanted to stay with them actually. And when I wanted to do a change, they were actually trying to help me. I was like, I want to go to Europe. they were like, all right, we can work on that.
0: So like, why you why would you leave?
1: I left because I was thinking of taking a year off to take a break from Canada and find Toronto. yourself. Not really it wasn't but it was like take, it was like so stressful here don't you think toronto life i was living in downtown not downtown. midtown sorry midtown <laughs> <That's> <laughs> to be specific yeah
0: but yeah either I mean, way it so was, it was getting too much it was just like the hustle and bustle of it all
1: I, I felt people had no soul people were getting boring like there's nothing to do i mean i was doing a lot of sport on weekdays just going signing up for, for soccer volleyball and doing all this stuff but it's like People don't want to have fun. And I was, like, down for it. I'm, like, look, it's this is the age, mid-20s. Let's do it. Like, let's go out, explore. And people are not down for it. I'm, like, I think I need to leave this city. But I didn't know where. And I was sitting with my mom one day on my laptop, and I said, you know what? I want to do a research in South America or Latin America for sustainable housing. They do this in the rainforest where they bring a bunch of people and try to build sustainable houses where not it's efficient and they don't waste a lot of energy. I'm like, that's cool. This is my yeah, background. They,
0: they accumulate a team of of people that have like just so much white guilt, <laughs> they need to go to the third world and help somehow. I feel let me like it's let me build a well, let me build a library. Let me just do something. I wanna so do something privileged. where people
1: are like, be thankful for it. You make someone happy. You know, working in the private sector, you do it for rich people. And I don't know if that's rewarding. It's like all these people have this bunch of money they want to throw and you can do something for them. I don't know how yeah, nice.
0: Everything is driven by commercial interest, yeah.
1: Yes. So I didn't know it then, but then it's just like my mom's like, why would you go down there when you can't even relate to the people? Why'd you go to Iraq? I'm like, really? How 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 would I do that? Yeah, how like, would I
0: work in Iraq?
1: Me? She's like, I know my friend's daughter, my friend's son, they're all there helping out. And look at you guys. Just here. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, all right, let me Google this. I thought of it. I'm like, okay. I Googled volunteering in Iraq. Okay. And the first thing that pops out, the first search is UN volunteers.
0: Okay. I'm
1: like, all right. But I asked my mom. Like my mom was sitting with me while this was happening. I'm like, do you know any, any agents? She's like, I don't know. They all go there and help. And she made me feel bad, like I'm not doing it. I'm like, okay, I found this. So it's like you make a profile, and then... If something comes up, they contact you, or you can apply to whatever positions they have up there on the UNV, which UN United Nation Volunteer. The website. little
0: employment portal thing. They yes. Have. Yeah.
1: yeah. And it was around. I think it was around Christmas where I had a lot of free time. I did it, and I put my profile up. And I think in my motivation, I wrote, "If anything comes in Iraq, it was very basic. I would love to help out because it's my." Roots is where I came from. Literally, like in a month and a half, I was in Japan. (laughs) You were in Japan.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we're in Japan.
1: I had my London offer, and they contacted me saying, Architect Officer, we'd like to offer you this. And I'm like, And you, 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 I think you bet me on this. You said you're going to go to London. I'm like, No, I'm not. I don't know if you remember this or not. But I you... don't
0: remember this. So <laughs> in Japan, you got your offer, and I, and I, and I was like, you're definitely going to take it?
1: No, you said, I'm definitely going to London. Okay, and, uh, in, in Japan, I also had my, like, fifth or sixth interview for this London offer. It was so many interviews. And then I get an email saying, UN is offering me an architect officer volunteer position. And I was so interested, I'm, like, researching more about it. I was in Japan, and, you know, we're trying to enjoy our travels and whatever.
0: As you do in Japan,
1: yeah. And then I had an extra day. You guys all left. We were a big group. Everyone left. I had an extra 2 days in Japan. And I was like deciding for it because they gave me the offer right away. It was like quick. It was like an emergency thing and they wanted people right away. They wanted a lot of engineers and architects because Mosul was in a process of Mosul being li- Iraq. Mosul Iraq was in the process of being liberated from ISIS. Okay. At that time. And it was an in- intense time I think it was. But I didn't realize it. For me, it was just like being in Iraq, and I, you know, I just wanted to see Iraq. I was born there. I have some memories. it was all good memories. I don't have any bad memories. And I'm like, you know, I want to see it as an adult. I heard of this Kurdistan, north of Iraq, being very developed, very nice city. I was so curious about it. So I was like deciding, and I even told my mom. <laughs> I'm like, I have these two offers. She's like, you know, do this little prayer, and it'll help you decide. <laughs>
0: Yeah, definitely. That that sounds You know about how right. Arabs yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. that sounds about right. And then you did the uh, prayer.
1: I did the I went to like some temple. I don't know. I think it was in Tokyo. My last stop was Tokyo. And, and little, I walked around and went, oh my God, let me do it. Like you light up a candle. You, I just did it because I think I was bored, not because I then, believed in it.
0: And then a little piece of paper fell from the sky that said, go to go Iraq. Back.
1: No, it was like pointing You're for like, Iraq all the way. Thanks, mom. <laughs> Thanks, mom.
0: And you just start running to the airport.
1: Run, kid. <laughs> but this story, I would tell it differently to a religious person. I would be like, you know, I my mom told me to do this prayer. And actually it was like.
0: Alhamdulillah, it was a beautiful thing. We, uh, I said the prayer and mashallah. It just, and I it had a vision support. and it just mashallah. You know, sometimes Allah, he works in just, just beautiful ways, you know.
1: Exactly. This is how <laughs> I would tell it to like a religious person. And they yeah. would love this story. Like, see, yes, this is how it works but truly even before doing it I, I mean london didn't make sense for me iraq you don't get this chance working as an international united nation volunteer whatever employee at the time i didn't think i would get that chance again
0: in my mind it's like how do i go to iraq as an adult and get paid like normal first world standard <laughs> income there's pretty much one way and it's like un
1: exactly and I think I was so lucky to get that because I could have I mean they could have just gave me a different country they could have put me in Africa yeah but at the time it was you know what the fuck it, are
0: you saying huh
1: no there's nothing he's wrong you a country
0: that. that's a continent okay? you're looking <laughs> oh sorry pretty, country no I meant like-
1: in general Africa Any okay I could have said Somalia they could have put me there Hmm. Or,
0: I thought but, people in the UN would have a grasp of geography, but here I am. Sorry,
1: my English oh, we went downwards ever since I went to Iraq.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can tell. <laughs> you
1: can tell, right? I feel so
0: bad. Like, I, well, I mean, if you don't, you if you don't use it, you lose it. I'll just say, right?
1: No, I was using it, but in a very basic way in Iraq, and mostly I, I actually my Arabic got better when I was in Iraq. Now, I'm at a restaurant, I want to ask for the bill, and. You know, in Iraq, we always point, like, bill. But here, it's rude. You have to say, excuse me, like, can I get the bill? And Unless it's
0: from a distance. If it's from a distance, you can just do that check signing hand thing from a distance. No, no, no. It's like, hey, I'm saving you the walk across. (laughs) Look. Hey, look. Look at my hand squiggle. Signature. Oh, You think they appreciate it? Yeah. Yeah, Like, no one's ever... If you snap at people, they're going to get mad. You can't snap. And that's something my dad would do. That was the most embarrassing
1: thing. Really snap. My oh, dad yeah, would snap I, at waiters I mean, and I'd just wave fucking wave? look
0: down like, Jesus.
1: No, snapping, I guess. Yeah. That's... <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I feel like. Oh,
0: no. That's some old man like.
1: No, I feel like I, I, you know, the other day I was trying to ask for the bill and it's like, I mumbled. I'm like, what's wrong with me? I can't speak English anymore. <laughs> like, I didn't know because you're used to different places. Like, I was in Spain before this. And I was trying to do my use my basic Spanish when I was there then before I am in Kurdistan, not Iraq, so we're using the basic Kurdish terms to call for the bill so I get confused when I go between countries and I'm like what what do I use like I was so confused the other day I' am well. like all I'm like uh. What am I saying? This is just uh, bill.
0: <laughs> this is a byproduct of being Mrs. international. I'm you not had international. To, you had to join the UN. You had to go to Iraq. You had to see your you're jumping between all room. you're jumping between all these countries, switching languages and complaining it's like confusing. I can't
1: keep track of No, I'm not complaining. <laughs> I'm just like I, I seem like um uh, I just like a uh, what just talking do you call it? You. ESL, English super... <laughs> well it was English second language for me. I'm
0: so jealous of the work you do, trust me. Are you? Like, like would you go sense... back to Sudan? Oh, 100%. I actually just said it in uh, Omar uh, Omar Jamal, the last guy, I, um, uh, last dude on the podcast, a friend of mine. Um, or actually, no, 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 Mo Isma is uh, Egyptian guy. He His episode will be out by the time this episode comes out. <laughs> but he's an Egyptian guy, and he recently went back. He's 30. He just went back to see it with fresh eyes. And the last time I was in Sudan was 10 years ago, you know what I mean? 10 it was, years. Be, it was before I finished engineering. It was before I was in the workforce. It was before I started comedy. I had a totally different perspective. So I would love to go back to Sudan one of these summers coming up and uh, just take it all in from, like, my perspective and, like, mindset now. I, I, absolutely I, actually, want to.
1: I, I think every person in Canada who, you know, have their roots somewhere else, I must. think they should. I mean, I, I went just, back
0: many times. You were lucky to. I went back many times, but I was always like, oh, in Canada, I'd have internet. You know what I mean? Like, it was always that mindset.
1: I was young. You know what I mean? I was young. But
0: now it's a totally, I think it would be a totally different mindset. And I will go back, absolutely, 100%. It's
1: like watching a Disney movie when you're very up. young, and then you watch it when you're adult, and you're like, oh, you You're know, like, I mean?
0: never picked up on all the racism. This is. <laughs>
1: This is neat and all the <laughs> hints and stuff. You're, so your dad in Sudan.
0: My dad's in Sudan. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it, well, okay, my haven't... parents got divorced like a year or two ago, uh, last summer, and my dad pretty oh, much yeah. went to dip to Sudan and got remarried. Like, uh, he got remarried old school immigrant style. You know what I mean? He pretty much married a a young chick. I don't even know her name. I don't even well, He's a Canadian
1: I, passport, right? Yeah, exactly. So, and he's yeah. an old my dad's like 65.
0: <laughs> pretty much for the listeners, what happens is and I heard this is even a I told my buddy this and he's like, "Oh, uh, my Indian uncle does the same thing." These old men from first world countries who like have established themselves, they retire. My dad got divorced. Now, this is a theory, but pretty <laughs> it se- he got married to a young one. It almost seems like for a passport. It's pretty. No, no, no. Not for her to get a passport because they're not here. Oh. It's almost like he's just marrying so someone does the laundry. It's just very old school services.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it yeah, makes sense. No, no. I, I see it. Yes, I don't even know her way.
0: name. You know what I mean? Like, is she I saw... curious
1: to meet the kids?
0: Nah, she... I think she's old. I, I'm assuming she's a widower. I don't even know this stuff. Can you imagine this? He's married to her. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So i'm saying it's that but the point is uh he is in sudan and i'm like i would absolutely go there and like chill there for a week i would just have to make sure i go with my brother so we can at least i can hang out with someone that can speak english and all that stuff
1: yeah how is your arabic
0: my i can get by i can get by anywhere but like uh i don't i only speak when i'm spoken to and i respond in english as often as i can pretty much my arabic sucks but pretty much when I said I was jealous, I was jealous on that basis that you got to go back to Iraq in this functional like workforce capacity, which pretty much for me in Sudan, my only option would be to go back with the UN, right? Or, or what, I hope, what I hope in the next couple of decades is if it takes a good turn. I'd yeah, go back be a for com- comedy. Yeah, Hell that's yeah. what I was thinking. Like, yeah. Not to be a comedian there, but to go there and show. do a show.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah. that's what I was thinking. You would go back for that.
0: Oh yeah, exactly. But right now, I think they'd probably hang me or some shit. It's shitty. I lost.
1: <laughs> now, no, no, yeah. actually, you know what? Today, just today, I was reading. In Sudan, they finally are thinking of having a female football team. Soccer, what we say in Canada. Can you believe this? The first time ever, they're thinking of having a football team for the females. And now they're trying to get women into sports more.
0: Yeah, that's good. Nice. I you know, they're think catching so. up to like they're catching up to 1954 North America. You know what I mean? And that is one. But
1: that's a good. That's a good that's step. A, yeah, for definitely. now. That's a good and they're step. saying because after the coup, now they're trying to be more liberal. I don't know. I would like to see that because I'm hearing such bad stuff about Sudan and how like girls and guys can't even sit in a cafe together.
0: Did you know this? Well, there's like. First world areas where it's like all the people that are there are like Sudanese people who like travel abroad, and, and it's back. like a very expensive to like hang out in this venue or bar or not bar. There's no, There's bar. no bars, like right? Cafe, no right? So in there, those like first world Sudanese people are hanging out, <laughs> boy and girl. But in normal places, absolutely, man, it's like old school. It's like you know have this. to wear like like in Saudi. My buddy was telling me like. In Saudi, when a uh, guy and a girl want to hang out, they'll put on, like, a fake ring. You know what I mean? Just so they can pretend Carry they're... Carry your ring around yeah, if you want exactly. to hang out with the guy. It's a different... And I, this is in 2019. This is, like... Wow. You know what I mean? Like, this yeah, is... Yeah, yeah. In
1: Saudi, Arabia Yeah, but they're trying to be But more in Saudi, around. also
0: has the areas where you don't have to really... Fl- be like that. like Because they have the
1: international open. complexes where I think you can drink and do whatever there and it's like you're
0: Exactly. Those I'm like worlds of like super liberal living in a super conservative country. I don't even know how that shit works. I've never seen it. I've just I, heard of it.
1: I would like actually to go to Saudi Arabia just to see it myself. Uh, haven't you been? You, you can't. I, as a woman, I don't think you can Go there without by a man, right? Without yeah. a man, cousin, brother, or
0: husband, as long as they have <laughs> you know, penis and uh, you know, a man,
1: it's, it's crazy. We, like, it's fun, it's, it's like, don't you want tourists there I know. to see it? I know. And, all
0: you know. these kind of like all this, uh, super like gated entry, it's all it's gonna lighten up in the future. There's no way it's gonna, they're gonna up. have to. It, has to, it, has to go in the direction of lightening up, you know, because
1: it, it has be to. Weird. Come on, North Korea, you mean? Like, they're going to let people in?
0: (laughs) North Korea, yeah. I think by the time, you know, if we make it into, like, our retirement age, like, 50s, 60s, 70s, whatever it is, I I don't think North Korea is going to be communist at all. No. North Korea is probably going to be, like, going to go democracy in, like, 15, 20 years. Max. Yeah, come on. It's just ridiculous how they're living compared to everybody else. It's almost kind of like, hey, (laughs) but seriously, though, (laughs) modern times... (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, everybody there is living they ha- like, like the Like, in Saudi Arabia, they had to blend
1: in. Now They had to make some changes to f- seem normal.
0: Exactly. And North so. Korea is not trying. They're not, like, you can't stop. You can't—the rest of the world can't keep developing, and you can't be on, like, a pause, you know? You can be on a pause for a while, but eventually that shit gets forced out. Like, you can't—as soon as that uh, Kim Jong-un—
1: As soon
0: as he dies, or as soon as he's sick, or as soon as, like— The younger people become like the bulk of the population, like in like working industry. I feel like there's gonna be the time for that coup, that switch. I feel like most countries
1: will have that. Like I'm noticing in Iraq, our people our age, they're more liberal. They're all, you know, more open minded. You would think it's the other way around. I mean, people have different perspective on the Arabs and Middle East, but I feel like this generation. I think because of the internet. They're reading more, they're seeing more, they're seeing what's out there. They're
0: connected to cultures that are not their own.
1: Yes. They're they're more exposed yeah. than the earlier generation. Like, okay, if I meet someone in their forties, fifties, that's a different story. They're still backwards. Yeah. But people our age, like mid twenties, late twenties, they're they're ready to make a change. Like I mean, the guys too, they're more open minded, they're more flexible. Like it's not like how I grew up here in Canada. I was like thinking all of them are just you know, pure controlling men, but they're just, no, they just want to make a change. They want to be more relaxed, doing whatever they want, and, you know, be more westernized in a way.
0: So, what is Iraq like right now? I, in my mind, and and I'm, you know, a pretty ignorant person for the yep. most part. Oh, I, sorry,
1: it's better this way.
0: I expect like a bunch of buildings to just be like, is Iraq. I think of Iraq as just being like a—just flattened, broken buildings everywhere, just that's
1: That's Shattered.
0: That's Musul. Is that where most of the combat happened?
1: Yes. This is where, you know, they took over, and the fighting was happening, and it was liberated by now. 2017, July, I think it was liberated. I was there while this fighting's still happening. But we were based in Erbil. Erbil is part of Kurdistan, which they tried to be independent— From Iraq, but it didn't work out. In September of 2017, they called for independence. They all voted
0: to separate from it. Yes. And what was the vote like? Ninety percent.
1: Ninety-eight percent. And what happened? Something was very high. They can't do it. Like okay, they voted for it, but I don't think they can do anything about it.
0: We want to do this.
1: It was more to show how these people in this region want independence. It was more. It wasn't like. Yes, it's going to happen. I don't think it was. From my perspective, it wasn't, there's no way they could do it. No way anyone would allow it. But they still voted for it. Then when they closed the airport in Erbil, I couldn't leave Erbil. So why did they close the airport? It was from Iraq. You know, Iraq uh, sorry, Baghdad, the Arab side of Iraq. They called for it. They said, okay, no fly zone in Erbil. Nobody can leave the country until this is resolved. And what was the resolution? I, don't, I have no idea. Like in Iraq, it's hard to figure out what's going on. It's not on the news. It's all rumors. They put something out there just to kind of, you know, make people think it's OK. You know how it's yeah, like it's controlled. No, the media is very controlled.
0: In the States, there's like the state of the union by the president. <laughs> you know what I mean? They don't have that shit in Iraq, I guess. Right. Where, no, it's where like they update the people.
1: No, there's nobody. The, the only updates you get if you have family in the army, they're, they're the ones updating you about the civil war or what's happening. But other than that, the news is all like making it seem it's OK or making it seem worse or you never know. For me, I thought I was in I'm, I was very laid back. I'm over here, to close the airport. I'm fine. We're living still normally. But then there was like this rumors. There's not going to be food delivered to Iraq. People are going to start. I mean, north of Iraq, sorry, Kurdistan region. Because they closed the airport, I think Turkey closed their airport. Uh, sorry, their border.
2: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. You were talking about Kurdistan, like that's why it can't be a country, is because t- Turkey has a uh, a lot of terrorism, and they're more concerned with the ethnic Kurds in Turkey, and so. Turkey sees the creation of, like, uh, a Kurdistan. Syria also really doesn't like it either. And so does Iraq because they see it as, like, territory being taken away. But the one who is, like, making the decisions is Turkey because they're one of the bigger U.S. allies. So if Turkey just pressures the U.S., then nothing can be read in the U.N., about Kurdistan, so they're not even gonna get like a vote. It's technically it's just not even gonna like
0: make it to the floor or whatever. Uh, yeah, nah.
2: exactly. It, be- nah. Because uh all uh the Turks say like, well, the Kurds illegally immigrate from that sort of like uncontrolled area into Turkey and then commit acts of violence. So that's what they're they're so- it's not completely true. Most of that Kurds so- in Turkey who commit terrorists are actually born in Turkey but
0: so they're saying, like, if we allow the Turks or the Kurds to have independent land, this will kind of, like, lead the, to more terrorist activity?
2: Yeah, that yeah. the, they'll uh, ratchet up terrorism outside of Kurdistan, and then within Kurdistan, there's the belief that, like, non-Kurds could face ethnic uh, discrimination, although the Kurds are the ones who usually get uh, gassed, and uh, beaten up on by the other Muslim groups. So some people, like the U.S. and a lot of Westerners, try to say, like, these are the good ones in uh, quotes. But at the same time, it's like, no, there's absolutely, like, Kurdish terrorist groups. And if they get their own country, like, they'll do what Syria and Iraq have done, which is, like, they'll have to militarize because they do have enemies. And as soon as you start doing that, like, you're going to have conflicts on the borders even now like iraq and iran bump up against each other syria and iraq bump up against each other so they just don't want like another another group another that is, group it's, yeah, I mean, it's a new country and it's also it's a new eth- set of conflicts yes. it's ethnically defined which yeah. is probably their biggest problem Worry, with it. because gotcha. if it was just like an additional uh, like if it
0: was just like an issue of like uh, a border issue. It's like these people. It's like they are their own ethnic group.
2: Yeah, and the and that ethnic group is seen to be Opposes like in, a threat in conflict, most specifically with like the ruling class in Turkey.
0: Gotcha. All right. So they just uh-huh. didn't, and they spun it as, "Oh, this is gonna create terrorism." Everywhere. Yeah, it's it's
2: so much propaganda. Like the yeah. Kurds will say, "We're the best guys." We're like uh, yeah. the as. Modern and as progressive as anyone else in the region and then the bad guys say like no they're exactly the same except the West is just has a more cozy kind of relationship with them in the last 10 years because the Kurds were also willing to. F- the Kurds basically were willing to fight all of America's enemies for for basically like the last 15 years. They seem to like yeah. sign up every time because they think like this is the opportunity f- to, to create buy good will and. Exactly. Because yeah, yeah. if we get the U.S. Um then we can happy become enough, independent. Yeah. They will pressure Turkey to step down in the UN and stop trying to like veto these kind of things. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Like I think recently the Kurds gave a huge land to the States for their next large embassy yeah, 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 in Iraq.
2: Yeah. yeah. They but think I this can. is gonna ha-
1: help them call independence sooner or later yeah. and we exactly.
2: yeah exactly and one of the next big u.s military installations there where they're supposed to it's not just like a base but they'll have like the kind of things that they put in europe to fight the cold war like missile installations and more like permanent stuff and that's where that huge <laughs> huge amount of land which is like uh was seen as like uh, as a like gift a y- peace treaty g- almost with pretty a much like they got
1: the state backing in us. Yeah. similar to
2: <laughs> Aboriginal tribes pipe, yeah. making the a very bad mistake, thinking that like w- we can barter our way into letting one of these bigger military powers sort of acknowledge our existence. But it's like the the U.S. doesn't do that. Like gotcha. that's through their history is they they always make those deals, but they've never ever just Included like said, it. okay, now you could have Kurdistan. Like, the only time that really kind of worked out is, like, Jewish people and uh, England. They basically made a deal that successfully allowed the English to acknowledge Israel as, like, a real place and it deserves its own country and its government. The Kurds are under the impression someone is going to give them that benefit of the doubt. Gotcha. Day.
0: Okay, all right. Yeah,
1: it's uh... I'm impressed with his knowledge yeah, of yeah, the this guy, I didn't go, know people yeah, in Canada
2: know. No. Oh, I'm a libertarian so I <laughs> Oh,
1: you at, are.
2: all I care about is like wars and stuff oh. like that and ending the war so i am uh, big into like US foreign policy, uh, history and then oh, also <laughs> just like <laughs> Middle East in general is fascinating so.
1: It is. It is. It's ongoing. It's crazy like the two years and a half i was there they called for a referendum i was there when they had a huge earthquake (laughs) that was an interesting experience like i was you know i didn't think they have earthquakes in iraq
0: what happened where were you like i was
1: oh my god it's like a funny story i was in my apartment sitting on my laptop working in my living room and
0: being an independent woman right
1: yeah, you know, <laughs> doing my thing, trying to get my work done. Yeah,
0: I-N-D-E-P-N-D-N-D. Sorry, continue.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're just sitting in the living room, and it's like, I feel like something is shaking. But I thought I was getting dizzy sitting down. Yeah. which doesn't make sense. So I get up, and I touch the wall be- behind me. And it's shaking. I don't know who taught me this, but I felt like this is what you do. You check the wall. If it's shaking, then it means the earthquake. So I felt it. I'm going to check on my flatmate. And she comes like, ah, she's Italian. She's like, you know, in Italy, we have a lot of earthquakes. Nothing is normal. But then we start shaking more. We saw the chandelier in the living room shaking.
0: Goddamn. Chandelier? Continue, (laughs) though. Continue.
1: Life in Iraq. Yeah,
0: right? You're just going to pass by the chandelier? No, but it's really, it's like,
1: okay, whoa, this is serious. I was laughing. Like, okay, it's going to go by in a few seconds. She freaked out. Like, she, I don't know, she was holding something in her hand. She threw it on the table. She's, like, running around. we got to get out. I wasn't wearing much. (laughs) Like, you know, I'm chilling in my own house. So then I'm, like, hold on, let me get a coat or something. She's, like, no, no, we we need to get out. And I'm laughing, like, relax. Let me just get out. She's, like, no, no, we're running, we're running around. And I'm just, I don't know, I get giggly in, in like, serious situations. Emergency scenarios? I think so. So we're, like, running. We just leave our apartment. We run down the stairs. I think the earthquake was done by now. It's 30 seconds. By the time we figured it out, it was done. We're running down the stairs. Everyone the, we're on the ninth floor. Everyone in the building is running down. And I realize I'm very fast. I'm like, oh shit, these people would be dead if we were like in a zombie mode or survival mode. I was like running some and then I slowed down. I'm like, okay, I'm looking around me and there's a mom with like three kids and they're all crying. So I'm like, okay, let me help you out. I carried one of the kids and I'm going down. And the kid is crying, I was, like, trying to jump off me. I'm like, I'm trying You're to like, okay, help take you. Okay, you. Come back. Come back. <laughs> They're so like here you go but they didn't have to, like what's going on like they didn't know what's happening. I think most local people thought it's another war like some bombing is happening. Oh. That's the okay. first thing they can think of. It's like, I don't think people are familiar with earthquakes.
0: So that's a- that's hilarious because like if the building started to shake right now, yeah. where we are right now in this building in Toronto, nobody in this building would think is it an airstrike? No, is it? It's... Is it? Are we under fire? Are We under siege? No, everybody would we... think it's at some sort of natural,
1: natural, yeah,
0: thing or some sort of foundation issue. Nobody would think it'd be fucking anything war. related to war. Yeah, well,
1: we came down. Actually, That's I first was...
0: world privilege, right there. <laughs>
1: Freedom. This is Canada. This is why I love to live here. You would Freedom never. Freedom <laughs> is free. You would never think of these things. It's like oh something a car hit the building. Sometimes it shakes if that happens, like car accidents or something.
0: That but, kind of perspective is valuable, though. I mean, a lot of people have not experienced anything, and I'm not talking about from the uh, earthquake. Like you know, I've never experienced an earthquake, but a lot of people have. I mean, what we, you know, it's yeah, a natural we had it.
1: I was here when we had one, but and I sa- felt. You know, I'm
0: saying to be in a setting where. Uh, any sort of tremor or earthquake, your automatic feeling is that you're under attack. That's fucked up. That's the sad experience part that. because yeah. they
1: were all crying. This women, most of these women were alone without their husbands, like with the kids. And I realized I was the first one running down the stairs, and they all followed me. And I realized I was in the basement of the building. There was no exit there, and I was like,
0: "That's hilarious." You I took everybody to their certain I death.
1: I didn't even laugh <laughs> more, but then I was like, "No, basement is the safest because underground." Yeah, 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 I don't know anything. But then I went upstairs, and then everyone was crying outside, and I felt bad. I'm like, why are they crying? It's an earthquake. It's PTSD. I think a lot of them were traumatized thinking, yeah. and because, I don't know. I, no, we were liberated. Mosul was liberated by then. So I don't know if they're still thinking they're under attack. And Absolutely, I felt bad. Yeah. I wanted to explain it. Like, calm down. But all I saw, women and children. I'm like, where the fuck are the husbands? Where are the men of the house?
0: Probably at work. Was it a weekday during office hours? It was
1: 10 p.m. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're all probably having all their boys' night drinking somewhere or tea and uh, what do you call it? Like playing backgammon or. Yeah, cards somewhere. Yeah, that is how it is. And it felt bad. I'm just like sitting, everyone's sitting outside trying to figure out, okay, what do we do next? And they said, when an earthquake happens, I I think it happens every, I don't know, some half an hour. There's another. Like, kind of there's re-
0: a period where it, yeah. there's like a frequency. Yeah, I didn't something know that. like that.
1: Yeah. yeah, there's something like that. And I'm like, I don't know. I stayed down for a bit, then we went up, and I'm just like, <laughs> I think I'm very laid back, which is very bad. And my friends are all like checking on me, saying, Are you okay? And whatever. I'm like, It's fine. I felt an earthquake in Canada before. And I, I was born in a war in Iraq, I was born in the Gulf War. And I was in Iraq when the US was bombing. So hearing bombs, it, it's normal to me. And when but
0: It's not, but that's, I don't think it is though You, It can't It's not, I don't
1: think it's the normal, normal The too. use of that
0: word is like You gotta be but careful, it, with, I, I don't think it is normal I I think don't,
1: it, sh- it shouldn't be normal But yeah. as an Iraqi I thought people would be Used to this But and, there was
0: such a big gap from the last Let's say the last time There was an earth, earthquake or tremor Or an attack Was a couple of years so that's the first one in a couple of yeah. yeah, and it just surfaces all of that emotion and all of that trauma like you were saying it's PTSD coming back like you think oh my like you can't be rational you know you think 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 of every person you lost in the conflict throughout those years right no
1: it it must be tough because I had you're saying
0: everybody is crying outside that's like a fucking weird like end of the world it is weird
1: and I wished I could do something and I could talk to like make them calm down and say it's nothing but They're all worried. They're calling their families elsewhere to see if everyone's okay. Apparently, it was a pretty bad earthquake, not in Erbil, but outside of it. Iran had it the worst, actually. The villages in Iran, I don't know how many people, I think 300 people died, because according to some resources, the construction there is very cheap that it all fell apart and it fell on people.
0: Okay, take it either your architectural office.
1: No, <laughs> not me. It was, this is what the Kurdish side other... of people, like our side of Iraq would say about it because Iraq was not destroyed. They didn't have any, I mean, some buildings shook, but nothing fell. Or got destroyed, but Iran had it worse. It was pretty bad. Like
2: 600 so, people died. This is the one in 600 2017, people. right? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, I think the biggest natural or the biggest uh, mass casualty incidents in the history of Iran are all earthquakes. It's the worst really? things that ever happened there. And, yeah, that construction rumor thing is, like, pretty widespread. It's, like, that construction companies in Iran are very corrupt.
1: But it, because it's the Kurdish side, that's what they say. They, nobody's paying attention to the Kurdish side of Iran. This is why it's, like, cheap material, cheaply made. This is why it was destroyed easily. Oh, okay. Not okay. because it's, like, Tehran, which is, like, a center of Iran or whatever. Yeah, it's like it was, like, regard. at the border of Iraq gotcha. and Iran where... I'm
0: there's a lot of low income activity. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I mean, nobody cares Makeshift about the curds. houses
0: and. Yeah, gotcha. yeah.
1: But it was, I mean, it was, for me, it was fine. But I was like, always updating my family here in Canada, like, oh, this is how ha- this happened. This ha-. And I'm like, you know what? I should stop updating them. They're getting worried more. I didn't even realize it till I came back. They're like, what the fuck were you up in Iraq? You were through a referendum, close the airport, there was an earthquake. And you're going to Mosul every week where, you know, there's random bombings still happening and there's kidnapping and whatever. I'm like, I'm safe. I'm with the UN. It's good.
0: You're like, don't worry, guys. I'm an independent black woman. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> Basically, Just let but me do I me. Not...
1: I thought they're Iraqi and they would understand like, OK, we've been through a lot. We're, we're strong people. This is normal for us. But, you know, my family left. It, took... it was very hard for them to leave Iraq and to get to Canada. So to you get... left
0: in the Gulf War, right?
1: No, no, I was born in the Gulf War. Okay. And My dad, I he was in the army. My mom delivered me. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah so I was born in the Gulf War. We left late nineties and f- from Jordan we came to Canada. I think when we we're in the process of moving to Canada, the nine eleven happened.
0: Ooh, bad. My timing.
1: parents were worried that like, okay, we're not gonna make it to Canada. Yeah. They're so worried that like, okay, this is it. We're not making it and they're, like panicking. But no, we made it to Canada but i think for someone you know old and adult with kids to get out from iraq when it was under sanctions there's no fly zone in iraq the only way you can get out of iraq is you drive to jordan or syria i think at the time you fly out of there you fly out of there you apply for immigration we, we we're not
0: refugee status
1: no we we did immigration not refugee it's
0: different refugees faster in that cuz if you can prove that you are fleeing for uh, you know safety of your life and your
1: family I think it's a much faster (laughs) process, especially. It is, I think so. During that time, right? I think so, but I think my the way my parents did it, they were doing it from early '90s. They were applying for immigration. Gotcha. It took them years to get it.
0: So your dad had like a okay, so cause Actually, they mom, wouldn't have been it, able to know, call for family... refugee
2: status as well because unless you're like an ethnic minority or anything, you're not a refugee just if there's a war in your country. So you would have had to have been if you,
0: if you claim that you had like a
2: you're an being per- reasonable uh threat on your life. Yeah, that the government would have had to, like, put There's in writing, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, some kind of law that has to do with, like, an ethnicity, race, sexual orientation, and things like that. But that's, like, the big sad thing that people don't realize is, like just because someone else attacks your country or if you have a civil war, none of those people are actually technically refugees. refugees. Certainly you can't apply for refugee status in most, like, Western countries. And
0: certainly you will be denied, I guess. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. So, like, what you're saying, it's actually faster for, like, economic migrants unless there's— To go as
0: skilled labor out.
2: Exactly. And yeah. people with kids. Like, that's yeah. the number one yeah. thing they look for because they tend to believe, like— uh, you're y- you're not less
0: gonna- of a risk if you have a family to provide for.
2: Exactly, people minimum. who have kids are more motivated to like benefit their kids than they are to engage in any kind of like political ideology and stuff like that. So exactly, yeah. yeah. Refugees actually get. Really rough shake from like most Western countries as far as like their ability to get.
0: Yeah, it. but it's like we're taking this traumatized person that like very possibly blames all of the issues on North American activities. And oh yeah, this is the
1: hard part. Them is, in, yeah. so
0: obviously they do well.
1: But were you an States, immigrant or refugee? Nation.
0: That's how funny that you say that because in uh, in the london ontario not england <laughs> there's a sudanese population but pretty sizable sudanese community you mentioned
1: this before on yeah, your podcast yeah all ca-
0: they're all cab drivers but out of all of the sudanese community my family and one other family were the only people to come into canada okay. On professional status
1: uh-huh.
0: Everyone else came in On refugee status Because they changed The rules ones. They, they changed the rules In the mid 90s Or something To make it way harder Because it was like even Before way harder Yeah now. and even now It's way harder With Syria and everything But you know how I know That we were one of two families That came in on professional status My dad would remind me Every fucking two <laughs> weeks We are one of two Two families Here on professional
1: <laughs> Two do this would do this, <laughs> <Air> <laughs> would
0: do this. <laughs> Two I'm like jesus okay yeah, yeah, all right yeah. just pass the salt you know what i mean like yeah yeah, yeah. What that's the a good fuck?
1: reminder no because it's hard it's it's such a hard process it's not easy and i, I see it in iraq all when i'm there people are begging me it's like how do i get to canada i'm like i think where the kurds are living right now in erbil i'm like you guys are fine you're fine there's jobs i mean food is available buildings are being built houses i mean everything is available i'm like why do you want to run away from it it's fine a lot of people are like, "How do I get to Canada?" I'm like, "You're good. I, it's a long process. I don't know how you can. I, I don't even know the process now. People ask me, thinking because I'm an Iraqi. It's a long
0: Canadian. process. Yeah, it's not
1: easy. It's gonna take years.
0: And people are just like more. Uh, they're more sold on like the dream of it's leaving the and coming here are rather than on the other exactly. Side. The grass is always greener <laughs> on the other side. Yeah. Said, yeah, there you go. You're an immigrant. My okay. English
1: is so bad. It is
0: the immigrant. The immigrant yeah. section, half of the immigrant section is just us fucking up sayings and idioms, you know? You know, grass is less brown on the I said the green is on greener on the, the other the side. side. <laughs> yes. What That's goes up eventually, is. you know, it, it has to fall is yep. another way to <laughs> say
1: it. No, but they should realize it's like, no, you stay in your country and it, try to make it better. Yeah. Instead of it, running away from it.
0: But that's easy for you to say easy. over there. Just be like, guys, it's pretty no, decent it's over true. here. You true. guys Come on. In houses. It's okay. Trust me. Sorry,
1: Yeah, it is. I'm going to go easy. back,
0: do a podcast real quick, and then I'm going <laughs> to touch base with you guys. I'm going to be back here. Don't worry. I'm not. No. Steve, I'm not going to forget about you. I will be back. All right. <laughs> Just clean it up, guys. Just let's clean up the rubble a little bit. You're you know? right about
1: this. I didn't appreciate being a Canadian until actually I went back to Iraq and noticing how my colleagues are struggling to try to go on a vacation somewhere. Like because Iraqis, of their Syrians, or whatever Arabs we have in Iraq or other national even like Africans we have that work in Because for, of their passport. Because of their passport. Yeah. And my agents uh... Asians too there that are working in Iraq as internationals and they're always trying to think because This is how it worked at the UN because they consider Iraq as a hardship country. Being in Erbil, every two months we get to leave the country.
0: Any country that's designated hardship, you have like a budgeted amount of time where you get to leave. Yes. What else? Colombia, what other countries are like considered hardship? Or like I guess maybe Venezuela? I think
1: now Sudan.
0: Oh, without a doubt. I mean,
1: so Sudan. No, when it wasn't. One was off of that list. It wasn't, believe it or not. Two months ago, it was a family duty station. You can bring your family there and raise it. As an international, it was normal until the coup happened. Real
0: quick, real quick. Can you just give me the different classes of how base is? So you said there's a family
1: base. Family duty station. Right now, okay, For I'll take an example. So, so I'm going to go to Jordan. This is considered a family duty station because it's a normal country.
0: Low risk.
1: Low risk. Uh, they have all the resources available, private schools,
0: et cetera, whatever. et cetera. You can bring your family there, and live a normal life. Yes,
1: yes, everything is available.
0: And there's also,
1: I don't know what else you would look for for family duties. Yeah, it's something I don't know much about it, but this is how I look at it. If you, For me, so I, I won't have as much vacation days being in Jordan. In Iraq, I had more. I was like exploring the world. I got to explore.
0: So, why'd you leave the hardship base?
1: It was a career movement.
0: What else is there? Family hardship. Is there anything else? It
1: was. It's like it's rated from A to E or something. E is being the worst, I think, uh, the hardest. So Yemen, for example, because in Ooh, Yemen you yeah. would live in You'd a compound. You probably get six
0: months off the year. <laughs> if you go to Yemen.
1: <laughs> I wish no. It's four weeks. Of work. Yeah. I mean, you get the weekends off, four weeks of work, and you get a week off to f- leave the country. Yeah. Because you live in a compound there. You're living and working in the same space. I don't know what facilities they have for them there, if they have restaurants or gym and all this stuff. Who knows? But it's like this. Baghdad, for example, similar. Compound life. I, there's so many countries like that, too. I, I don't know. But people love these countries. You know why? Because they get paid more there. These young people just want to make money. They go to the heart, Like, they want to sacrifice their social life to be in these countries. And for me, it's like, no, I got to keep a balance.
0: Just the bank. Because you're living on the complex. You don't pay for living. Yeah. And in, like, the home-duty places, you you just cover your own. You got yeah, an apartment. Yeah, you pay for rent. So, in
1: Arbila yeah. was doing that. I was paying my rent, food, and everything. So, so.
0: the... Sh- so with the UN, the shittier, more <laughs> fucked up place you go, the better deal it is. Yeah, like More Somalia. vacation, more net pay. Yeah, Old Somalia. You're fucking just working three weeks a year. Something four weeks. You're time. flying all year. They gotta get so. Talking to you throughout the year, it seems like the UN these bases they almost operate like college campuses, almost, huh?
1: How, how do college campuses? Oh, oh, okay. You mean the lifestyle? Everybody's
0: hooking up with each other. <laughs> it's like it's like ba- uh, Big Brother in these fucking bases. It like, is... tell me about that.
1: You know, but I ha- what's I had that? To...
0: Your base in Erbil. Erbil. What was but... the population?
1: Like uh, international population? No, no, no. Not of
0: your base. How many people are at that base?
1: No, it's not like a compounded base. It's You can live anywhere. UN had their own compound, but you live outside of it and you go to work inside. the but compound. But how do you live
0: outside? I thought it was a... Uh... No,
1: no. Arbil is... Okay, it's not a family duty station, but it's still not as strict. Like, it's considered safe.
0: Gotcha. All right.
1: I mean, they have. I lived in a building very close to the compound, and there was restaurants around. Everything was around me. I didn't need to take a taxi. Basically, it was walkable. Gotcha. But yes, I mean, being an international, imagine we have all these people from all over the world. Yeah. In a country like Iraq. Yeah. Actually, in Erbil, there's a Christian town, so there's alcohol is available. Did the, did the
0: locals look down upon it, or is it no, like? No, okay. I think
1: the locals were excited. There's this international people drinking; so they can do it too.
0: Gotcha. Okay.
1: They were joining these international parties, and because you have nothing else to do.
0: Who is the horniest ethnicity? Come
1: on, I can't say this. Yeah, you
0: can. Come on. <laughs> You Okay, no, you, you have a good sample group, a good sample size group from everybody. All come right?
1: on, it's going to sound racist if I say it.
0: Why? No, it's not. Be yes. objective. Let's be objective, okay? There's no judgment here. This is the immigrant section, immigrant. okay?
1: I, I wouldn't know, but I mean, everyone... No, no, no,
0: no, you know. You do know. <laughs> you I, already made no, that pretty No, but clear. like,
1: it's it's... There's nothing to do. Basically, people look forward the weekends, and it would be someone throwing a party, and people just going there getting drunk. Gotcha. mean that you're doing on the weekdays too, but I mean, it's not that crazy. But because when you have nothing else to do,
0: that's... there <laughs> you're but... still dodging. I still want to know. I want to know who is that? Who puts out the most of all the? ethnic groups. You got to give me these I details. I feel like Come it's going to
1: sound racist if I say <laughs> it. Why?
0: Why? No, I'm saying based on your observations Observation, that do for not sure. represent it's like... a generalized view of like that ethnic group. No, I mean,
1: it's not generalized. How would you In Iraq, in Iraq I, I, be... <laughs> I feel like they're going okay, to look into this it, in Okay, the... let, me,
0: let me rephrase this. Yeah. Out of all the ethnic groups that are there, there's like Arabs there's uh americans canadians
1: yeah there's There's white people there's europeans and every you can find all of them working there
0: how are the sudanese people you know let's start with sudan i'm sudanese let's hear about them all right i'm not gonna yeah are they tell me about the sudanese people are they spitting game you know actually
1: they're the nicest they're they're the ones always throwing lunch i mean dinner in ramadan they're doing the Dinners and inviting people. I yeah, think most yeah. of them don't drink. Yeah, they come of oh, Sudan. Very yeah, yeah, very. yeah, yeah. So they're not drinking. Definitely not
0: drinking.
1: But they try to it's have a le- game. You know, they try. You know. Okay,
0: they're... so. Uh... It's the Lebanese, isn't it? All right, just say it. Say it. It's the Lebanese, isn't it?
1: (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, Lebanese too, but a lot of Africans.
0: Oh, okay, the Africans. So (laughs) who goes hard? So Sudan is out. You said Sudan. No, Sudan. They're very nice. They make a nice Ramadan feast. Dinner. They're very
1: friendly, and you know they.
0: So who, when you say Africans, who else? Nigerians are there.
1: We had some people like Uganda, Zimbabwe. Whatever, yeah, Nigeria.
0: Are they always? So many, I, I didn't game? know. Sometimes I didn't know countries <laughs> like
1: I. Now I know Africa and where each country is located because of the amount of Africans I met there.
0: Do they? What else? Uh, are they Ethiopians? Like Ethiopians are like super horny at the no, UN no, basis? No, I don't. think so. Come oh, on, okay. I, I you're know. just saying what African.
1: Basically, whoever are gets there. drunk, whoever gets drunk is gonna be, you know, looking out for it. It's, you are you know, you're there without your family, without yeah. your kids. You have nothing to do. So once you drink, this is what you're going to go for.
0: Yeah, but I want to know who is going for it more. That's why I want to <laughs> understand what this, like...
1: You should go there. I, I wouldn't know. How really. would I get on
0: a UN base? What do you mean I should go there? I don't know. I can't get on a base. Maybe, can you bring, maybe. If you go out on these... Um...
1: Maybe I can bring you once and you can do a tour or a documentary. Because I'm going to be in Jordan. I'll be working in this, with the Syrian refugees. Oh uh, uh, yeah, Jordan Siren if you spoke Arabic I would be like do a comedy show In Arabic for them Make nah, them laugh yeah, yeah. That would be nice therapy
0: Yeah right guys
1: <laughs> But your Arabic Is going to be so bad so Oh it would like...
0: be so bad And it would be like I wouldn't even know how... Their sensibilities You know what I mean I'd just try to do All this Bashar Like material <laughs> Oh my god that be... like sh- Shouldn't have opened On that Bashar joke that, Yeah uh, yeah that's, uh... Shouldn't open On that No
1: no that's, oh. It's a sensitive topic Still Yeah, yeah probably Well even... of course
0: still
1: <laughs> Still yeah yeah But apparently Serious liberal. Who knows? But apparently. What?
0: So you have the UN passport. What does the UN passport have benefit like from a benefits point of view? Do
1: you have to wait in line at like airports and whatnot? I have to try that when I fly to Jordan. Yeah? <laughs> no, it's I think you get bypass, you wait in the diplomat line. You can Yeah. Is it but, diplomat line at airports?
0: I've never noticed a diplomat line at airports.
1: I don't know if they have it, can yeah. I think does they did. Last time I
0: used... <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to picture what the average diplomat looks
1: like. I know. You know what? In Iraq, Glasses. when I landed once in Erbil, a huge up for the passport check, and we have a diplomat line. <laughs> I went there with my UN ID because I couldn't wait. It was like 4 a.m. I'm trying to get home and sleep. The next day I'm working, and I use my UN uh, ID to get by, and the guy's like, you're a diplomat? <laughs> I'm like, how does a diplomat look like? He's like, you don't look like one. I'm like...
0: You're like, what do I look like? An independent black woman?
1: What, like I don't know. Like the way I dress my hair, what is it that I don't look like one? Like I didn't ask him, I'm like, just get me through. I just want to go home.
0: <laughs> so you end up just kinda like mildly judging you, but then also allowing you access, right? Yeah,
1: I mean, I think it's that's like, fine. It's this region. I mean the Middle East region they joke or flirt in a way and it's like, come on, it's four AM. I don't have time for it. I think they always like, you know, say something like the other day I was in Tunis. And my taxi driver is like... Tunisia. Tunisia. But in Tunis is the city.
0: Uh, in Tunisia?
1: Yeah. Tunisia okay. is the country. Tunis is the actual city. Uh, the capital.
0: Okay, gotcha. Now we
1: learned something.
0: Yeah, well, people didn't know. You just went by Tunis so fast.
1: I, but Tunis, yeah, in Arabic, I think we call Tunisia Tunis. That's, yeah.
0: So you're in the capital of Tunisia.
1: Yeah, I was taking a taxi day, just... the other day. It wasn't too long ago. And this cab driver speak Their Arabic is... It's hard to understand. So I was trying to follow. It's like,
0: Frenchy, right?
1: Yeah, it's like they throw different words in there. And it's like, I, I don't understand. I'm like, slow down. And he said something like, Are all the Iraqi girls as beautiful as you? And I didn't understand at first. And I said, No.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a really? good response, though. Nah. No.
1: Not. That, that, like, it's like, I'm full of myself to yeah. say no. And but he's he like, was like, eh. And that killed it for him. He's like, w- w- What? I'm like, oh, hold on, can you repeat this again?
0: That's hilarious. And he repeated
1: it, and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't understand it. He's like, you know, I've never met an Iraqi girl in this country, and I'm, I watch these shows, and I'm so curious about meeting an Iraqi girl, and I wonder if they're as beautiful as you. I'm like, probably. Like, I don't know how to answer that question. Like, I'm so bad at it. I'm like, most likely...
0: Weird Arab man flirt, you know what I mean?
1: like it's so weird to me. Like I I have no time for conversation. Like I don't know how to interact with strangers, especially Arabs when I travel to these Arab countries and they try to speak with you. I'm like, I don't know how to talk to them. Like if I went to Europe, I went to Spain and someone talks to me, I feel like I'm free to speak with them. But in the Arab world, I feel like they take it the wrong way.
0: And what techniques have you like uh, picked up? Like what is... Your general approach to a random man talking to you, and do you just try to act like a prof? Are you always acting like a UN? No, or are you like do you go like on you
1: vacation? Can't... No, I just play it cool. I don't even say, I know work... you're
0: at a supermarket in Erbil.
1: Iraq. In Arbe- Actually, I, I even try not to say that because once you say UN, they're like, oh, how can I become a refugee? Can you help me?
0: That's I mean, I was at a
1: hairdresser Everyone's once. Everyone's
0: looking for advice on something.
1: Yes. I was a hairdresser once and he was a Syrian guy and he, and, you know, I'm going to sit there for an hour and a half. And I can't lie. So he kept asking, what do you do? I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving soon. Like, I, I don't have anything to do. But he's like, no, I've seen you around for a while, like, and he was like trying to pull it out of my. Like, I was like trying to deny it. Then I said, okay, you. Uh, right away, he's like, can you take my number? And let me know how, uh, I can apply for a refugee status. Like, I'm a Syrian. <laughs> I got shot in my hand. I think they can get me to Canada. Can you
0: Update me on the status of my application.
1: Something like that, and I'm like, do people? Here's think, my WhatsApp
0: information. Do people
1: think I? I literally just told them I manage projects. I, I have nothing to do. There is a, an organization for migration and refugees but i have nothing to do with it i don't know how they do anything and this is what i feel bad so i don't want to try to mention it and they think i can help them when i can't this is a sad part like you do want to help them but i can't do anything about it like i wish i can
0: you're just a chick trying to get a haircut (laughs) like i just want to get a haircut listen to my
1: music while getting a haircut talk to my friends and they're asking me how
0: so you're out of erbil you're going to jordan now amman yeah based there it's gonna be a lot smoother, hopefully. I
1: hope so. Yeah, yeah. And
0: then what's what does your the future have in hold for you? Like in store for you? Do you would you can you see
1: yourself at the UN for the next fifteen twenty years? I think I do. I don't know. Yeah? I I think I do. Like, does it feel I, right? I mean, going to Iraq felt right. That's I think the thing I accomplished in my life is going to Iraq because I felt like I did something, which was even I don't know if it was big or small, but I felt like I did my part.
0: <laughs> and from like an architectural officer standpoint was your part just like helping oversee the rebuilding of
1: So I got in my last year was focused on a housing project after we finished building schools government buildings let I mean police stations re-building, whatever they
0: rebuilding or building new stuff
1: rehabilitating so it was like destroyed and yeah. then we tried to finish building up gotcha, some of it was right. completely destroyed but actually
0: patch up the holes
1: yes <laughs> yes fill up yeah, yeah the gun hole put
0: the bolton board back up <laughs> i got you okay
1: actually, well, this, then we moved to houses private houses so we're trying to bring people back to Mosul, so then it can go back to normal life gotcha that was i think the most amazing project i worked on and it was because you, when you start the project you're going directly to the families who are returning to Mosul, and you're talking to them directly. And they tell you the stories they went through, what, you know, what they're looking for, and the first-hand experience of ISIS. You get it through these families. What and did they
0: say about ISIS?
1: Some of them actually had, no, I mean, not nice stories about ISIS. Sorry, let me rephrase it. They actually said it was a nice period of time because a lot of people in the same like, street of neighborhood, they would get all of them get together in one basement, and they lived together for I don't know how many months, until ISIS left, they were like all helping each other, cooking for each other, the women together, the children playing, the, the men. So they're all living like in one house, trying, waiting to be saved. So there was like, it was a good time and a bad time at the same time. And I was like, hearing that, I'm like, wow, I don't know how to react to it. But and
0: who was coming to save them?
1: Iraqi army backed up by US or whatever armies they were backing up. And They're... what was
0: ISIS doing in that city at that so, time? Were they going like house to house killing people or like what were they doing?
1: They weren't. I don't think they were going house to house to kill people. They were just trying to take over the city and then brainwash people to follow them.
0: Gotcha. Okay. All right.
1: Yeah. And
0: so they told so the it's the UN's responsibility to rebuild private homes?
1: It's not just UN. There's a lot of actors in Iraq doing Similar, there's NGOs, there's even private donations or even people helping each other. Like some people, like, you know, I'm hearing it from Canada, actually. Families are donating money to build houses in Mosul. I just heard it from my mom. She's like, I'm like, wow, like, I mean, you and I was doing the similar job. They're like, yeah, but it's not enough. Sometimes people are doing it on their own. So people who have money actually trying to help other people in Mosul, which is very nice to see. Everyone just wants people to go back to normal.
0: So when you talk to a family, when you went from, uh, <clears throat> like, a public commercial buildings, schools, uh, police stations, and went to houses, and you said you were talking to the families and hearing the stories, what was the purpose of talking to the families? Are you like, so was this a wall here?
1: No, I mean, okay, so we had engineers assessing the houses. But Good. for me, it was more of a personal.
0: Gotcha. Okay, so you for just me wanted pers- to hear their story. I wanted to You're hear their site. story.
1: And for me, it's like I felt bad for this. I can't course, do. I mean, like me managing. You want to
0: hear the story. Yeah, Yeah.
1: coordinating their I mean, their project or whatever. It's the least I can do. But these people are sad. They went through so much. They've seen, I don't know. They're traumatized. Some kids saw like their dad being killed or their sister or whatever. They've, they've seen a lot yeah, the of The horrors of war. Some people like yeah. went deaf from the bombing or they can't even speak from the stuff they just witnessed. The trauma, yeah. Yeah, yeah, It's a lot. And it, for me, just like sitting with them for two minutes, just like, you know, having a normal conversation. For me, it was getting my Arabic better too. And trying to joke around with them, just make, at least I can do is put a smile on their face and hopefully this will get their day going. Because... There's not a lot of people returned yet to Mosul. I mean, they're trying to return because their houses are destroyed. So they have nothing to go back, especially in winter. There's no roof. They can't. It's raining all the
0: time. So, where are they living while the reconstruction is happening?
1: Some people are in camps. Some people are living at families' houses or on the other side of Mosul where it's like not destroyed much, renting. And it's a mess there. Like, (laughs) it's hard to explain, but. uh, But
0: your time in that like housing rebuilding effort was definitely your favorite.
1: Yeah, I'm, the people, I mean, the local people are amazing. I, I never got, like, a hospitality like I did in Mosul. Wherever you go, they're offering you something. They have nothing, and they're offering you something. Like, either it's food or tea or juice. Like, I almost right. cried once. There was a family. <laughs> I don't want to cry right now. There was a family. They, three of their kids are disabled, and they literally have... I, it was the beginning of the project. We went to their house they're such nice parents. They welcomed us in. When we finished the project, we we went back and we saw the house and they gave us all these drinks. And I'm like, you guys have nothing. We're still offering. And they're so happy and they're smiling and they're thanking us. And I'm like, <laughs> I literally, like I had, my, it was a sunny day. I had my shades on. I went in the corner, I like let out a few tears. And I went back in, like, it's just so sad to witness. It's, But also on
0: some weird level, I can see that uh, having that access to those raw experiences and stories and like having the ability to help directly, like you are the UN, that's like addictive. So if you say you could be there for 15 more years, I kind of get it in a weird way.
1: It is if I could, you know, see my result directly and see if it's impacting people. It, this is, I think, the, what made me keep going in it because I was seeing how people are, you know, so happy. Even from the assessment stage, where we're talking to them, we know, in like, in four months we're gonna finish their house, and just seeing their reactions, like, oh, someone's helping us. It's this, that's
0: That's amazing.
1: Yeah, but it's still like so. It's as soon hard. as
0: you feel like your efforts are not making a direct. I think it's, it's like it's you're going to start checking
1: almost addicted it's like drug like you know you're yeah. like living off people you,
0: yeah people being like thank you know. you're like yeah you yeah. kind of want that a little bit
1: actually at the end of my like when I f- left Iraq I didn't know how much they appreciated me they like they organized a surprise party at one of the houses in Mosul that we actually worked on and finished it's like beautiful huge house with a courtyard marble like this Mosul marble like it's they're very famous for, it's like, I don't know, 500 years old house. And you walk in there because we had a team of 80 engineers, local. 80? 80. 80. Guys and girls. Actually, we hired a bunch of engineer, female engineers, which is like very special for Iraq. And I just was amazed. I'm like, oh, I am appreciated here. I didn't feel that. Two years and a half in Iraq. I didn't feel it until my last day. And they actually organized it. They had all these stuff music and, do you like okay. that kind of
0: stuff was it a surprise
1: it was a surprise but i kind of figured it out yeah. before because,
0: like, <laughs> yeah exactly just yeah. the way that people were like handling you on that day no no it wasn't like, don't about be over that, there
1: like... don't be over there just
0: uh just <laughs> hang out on that side uh just keep your back turned just uh
1: just, no it's <laughs> not like it was days before it I, some girls were upset they couldn't do what they wanted to do for me they were messaging me they're like jihan we want to do this for you but we can't. And I'm like, what are you guys talking about? Why can't you? Yeah, yeah what are you that, guys like? We want to organize You organizing. know,
0: the, the big bit. We
1: they can't. killed it, but we it was did, yeah. still nice. And it was just like, wow, the way they organized it. There's it like, there's musul people, maslawi, that's what they call them. They're so nice and they're appreciative of whatever you do for them. And it's hard. I feel like in Canada, people don't appreciate the little things.
0: Well, I mean, it's easy to say that again because you are exposed to just. Everything, you know, a spectrum of, like, no, despair and, like, w- the, the, like, the aftermath of war and the aftermath of, like, think, true tragedy. So once you see that, it's, hu- it's humbling. It opens yeah, your eyes. So it's very I easy to be so. like, a lot of people don't, this and that. But Yeah, I know I, in, know. In like, shoes, you know, I
1: know. In shoes, know. I felt like I was spoiled. I was living in a bubble in Canada. I think you feel the same if you go. That's the so. power
0: of travel, though. That's yeah. the key to traveling. I there.
1: think traveling is a key. I, that's why I said, like, going going back to it. Like, I think every immigrant child here should go back to where they came from just to appreciate what they have here. It's, it's very appreciate- nice.
0: And and uh, we uh, we're pretty we're at the seventy minute okay. mark, so we're gonna wrap up. But I yeah. just want to say, I remember the uh, second time I went back to Sudan. I w- I was fifteen. I went back for the summer, and at this point, I was beginning to uh, really be like aware of like. You know, like racial differences and socioeconomic differences in Canada. So when I went to Sudan, I remember having this amazing feeling because I looked—it's very nice, and especially as an immigrant, you'll get this. But to go to a place where everyone looks like you and no one looks twice (laughs) at you, it's so sick. You know, I
1: never thought about that. About it's you. amazing yeah, yeah.
0: going back, like so for you being amongst Iraqi people and just being Iraqi. It's so nice. Mm, you yeah. no one looks twice. I mean, in your case, maybe right. You know what I mean? I have mean? big
1: hair. They still don't you think I'm like. have big hair and you are beautiful. <laughs> no, like an
0: Iraqi yeah. woman, like the t- uh, Tunisian cab <laughs> said, "Are you all this beautiful But yeah, I remember. No, I but are you, I was are you like...
1: different for I guess yeah. For, for me, yeah, yeah, yeah. I
0: mean, maybe it is a black thing. But either way, I was in Sudan. I was just like no one. Blending in, yeah. For, yeah for, it was the most freeing fucking thing in the world like I could sleep on this corner and nobody would say this is like the country I was born in this is like what can happen what am I gonna like you know what I mean like it's like I don't you know that's not like yo I can do anything I'm gonna sleep on this corner but I'm saying like (laughs) you can't get deported you can't nothing right I mean I'm a Canadian citizen I can't here either but still you know there's always that like oh I don't wanna I wanna represent I wanna be a good representative of you know black guys my age or whatever yeah, right you kind no, of feel they, like I, you feel I, like you're an ambassador for what you are <laughs> at all times here and then when yeah. you're amongst your like uh, people who look just like you fucking liberating as hell no
1: yours is different for me it's i'll say one last thing coming back to canada actually right now before coming here i was playing volleyball i was wearing my short shorts going to the gas station <laughs> filling up my gas <laughs> I felt like this is freedom. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's uh, looking at me. I'm in my short shorts filling up gas and I'm not yeah, getting it. Yeah, imagine looked someone
0: at. looks at you just like, is that woman driving?
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, like this is, this be in Iraq. And oh, okay, in Iraq, people fill up your gas. That's another story. I waited the other day, first time I'm filling gas. I'm like waiting at the gas. I'm like, oh, no, here I have to fill yeah, up my self-serve. own gas. Yeah, it's self serve. <laughs> I forget. But hey,
0: thanks. I appreciate having you on. Is there anything? Uh, actually, I'm gonna uh, plug your Instagram stuff. Do you post any UN stuff, or you just keep the, all that stuff separated?
1: No, on my Instagram. Yeah, on your gram. I, I post a lot of Muscle stuff. Yeah.
0: Okay, awesome. What's your Instagram handle?
1: It's private though.
0: Oh, is it? Okay, all right. So yes. y'all are never gonna know, and I, then yeah. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep all that stuff off the description though. That's good. Yeah. So yeah, you know her name, but if you. <laughs> you, can free, you, you can, can request to follow
1: everything. me if I trust you, then I'll let you follow on. No, I don't have private stuff. It's just like I post a lot of mosul destroyed buildings, and I don't know if it, I guess you don't creep my profile.
0: <laughs> no, I'm not a creeper, you know, I'm living my own life. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't be as, getting
1: uh, big, you're getting big. Uh,
0: I'm doing so. <laughs> when I can but hey, yeah. uh, this will be oh, okay. All right, uh, once again, hey! Thanks so much. I appreciate everyone who's listening nice to the talk. immigrant section, and uh, tell your friends about it. And hey, uh, do me a favor: if you listen to the immigrant section on uh, Apple Podcasts, leave a review. You know, doesn't have to just leave an honest review. Doesn't have to be five stars or whatever. Just leave an honest review.
2: No, five stars. God damn it. Okay, that
0: was Patrick's words, not mine. <laughs> Leave it five stars. Okay, thanks so much, Jan. Come you. back out the next nice time talk, you're back really, in Canada. The <laughs> I want to hear how the Jordan, Jordan base is and whether the Sudanese are going hard or the Lebanese are going hard. <laughs> Hopefully by then you'll be comfortable sharing, okay? <laughs> after this, after we go off, can you tell me the details though? Yeah. yeah okay, sure. awesome. All right, thanks so much for listening. See you guys soon.
1: Peace. Thank you.